Do you correct people when they get your name wrong? Talking shit about your kids. And a gender reveal reveals more than gender. All this and more on Brilliant Observations. morning, Amy. How are you today? Oh, I'll say it's morning. That's about all that it is. Not sure about the good part. It's been quite a day. Yeah? What happened? Already. Already. Normally, we get up in a pretty methodical mat. That's that's already a lie. Normally, I get up and do things, and everyone eventually gets up and does the things they need to do. And today, it's kind of gloomy outside. It's kind of rainy outside. We had a very late night last night and everyone was off their schedule. And when you get to be quasi adults as my children are, it's infuriating to have them mentally revert to toddler status, but still have the capability to walk around and scowl and have fully formed critiques of you and every reason that you've caused no, that's them pain. never okay. Yeah, they're walking around like, how could you do this? You know my day is so important. You woke up late. I, I need to be woken up at 645. And I'm not even home at 645. I'm normally in a gym crying and praying for sweet death at that time of day. When you removed your boot from his ass after saying that, I mean. You know, I didn't, honestly, because I'm already in the horrible mindset where I just stopped and I looked at him and I said, I, first of all, it's not my job to wake you up. And he's, but you, and I said, okay, you know what? I don't want to be late. I'm upset about it too. I don't want you to be late. Can we move on? You know, cause the last thing that I want to do when I don't even have any time to tell you how late I am is to stand around talking about whose fault it is that we're fucking late. Go get the fuck right. out. Right. This what is you a time doing? suck right now, son. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sure we can complain about this at some other point in my day when I've missed all the other damn things I've missed. I mean, three things I've missed already. It's it's four o'clock in the morning when we record this. I've already missed three things. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Amy, it's Girly. been a week. It's we been haven't... A, it's been a week. I've got I've got family members who are falling apart. Their bones are snapping. They're trying to tape them back together with you All know. Right, let's start there. Let's start there. I look on Facebook and I see that your husband's brother was in a motorcycle accident. You know, the first post I see is because we are Facebook friends, he and I, and I see that he's going on a trip with buddies. He's got a motorcycle trip planned with buddies, and I think. Thank God Stuart is not friends with him on Facebook because I I did not allow that. He even had a friend who was dying who said who pulled the cancer card and said, "Please, won't you let him take this course with me and then and then ride with me? It's it's like my dying wish." And I said, "No, because you have cancer and he is just going to die from a motorcycle accident." And not 2 months later, I see this This happened. So he's in an accident far away from home. Far, far away from his home. His home is far, far away from our home. So it's double far away. It's we've got double word score in terms of farness. He and six or seven, I think I don't I never really know how many there were. There was a handful of grown ass, very wealthy men driving around in effectively space suits. They were so super protected. This should give you this should thank God. This should give you an idea. He is 
a one of these safety first and second and third. I mean, he's just definitely all up in the safety's crack, and it's a good thing. He was riding in the pack of riders through the mountains, isn't this lovely? And a deer decided to join their party. So a deer jumped out from the side of the road and kicked him off his bike while he was going, whatever he was going, 65 miles an hour. Kicked that him. is so unbelievable. It is. The bike is fine. The fucking, Shut up. The fucking deer was fine. All his gear is fine. He is so fucked in this accident. My brother, perhaps you don't know this, my brother uh, was for a very short period of time a professional road racer for motorcycle racing. So the kind where you go around the track and you drag your knee on the track and it sends sparks from your own knee. He did he did that professionally for a season. And he continues to do, I don't even know what it is, motocross, all this crap where you go into the woods and you, 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 you jump over the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Scary. did that this past weekend. So he's very, very in tune with this whole thing and frankly with a lot of pretty catastrophic injuries along the line. After about 30 seconds of is he okay? Is he going to be okay? How's the bike? I mean, that's what my brother's big. How's the bike? His big, can you send me pictures of the bike? Not a joke. I have the text. I can show you the text. Oh, my God. Can you send me pictures of the gear? So it's interesting from that perspective. He gave me all the ins and outs. And honestly, he was very confused for a long time. My brother-in-law being not really conscious for most of this to be able to give us a lot of the play-by-play. The litany of things he broke was massive. He broke eight ribs. In multiple places, they became separated from his spine, which is which is even a worse way to break them. Broke his collarbone, lacerated his spleen, and destroyed his thumb where it needs to be reconstructed all on the same side of his body, all on the left side. He has zero road rash, no skin injury, no nothing. That's crazy to get plicked off like Not a that. nick. Not a nick. He had a full face mask, his an entire helmet. His entire suit is reinforced with, they call it armor. Kevlar. It Kevlar. wasn't. It wasn't even. It, it, it's scuffed. It, there's nothing. It's scuffed. You, we've got pictures of it. You can't even believe it. Does he remember the accident? Like, can we he haven't tell talked you? about it. We haven't talked about it yet. He today. It, yesterday was the first day that he was really able to talk for an extended period of time and say things. You know, other than give me more meds. That's it. So it's yeah. been it's been a it's been a bumpy road, and he's got another surgery today, but it's the last one. So the the reason that I'm so <laughs> about this is because the touch and go business has been touch and go for days on end, and this is going into week number. You know, a full week has gone by plus a weekend. So I mean, two weekends. I can't even count it up. the The reality is, he's hopefully going to get discharged today, tomorrow. He's moving in the right direction. Everything worked out the way it should, but. It's just so it's terrifying. It's so it's terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah, scares the crap out of me. It should. And it's the kind of thing where you don't even really process it in the right order. I'm married to his brother and we've all been around each other long enough that in many ways, my brother-in-law feels like my brother. The in-law part is just kind of a formality. So the first thing you think is, oh my God, what now? What now? What now? And then you pretend that you're a medical professional and you spend all this time going, well, here's what they're going to be doing. And I think, and I question this procedure. You know, you just, we don't know anything about what they're doing, but we all want to weigh in on it, which must be super great for your husband, the doctor to know, but that's, you just, that's the only way you can help. Cause the other thing that you can do or per- perceive that you're helping. Cause the other thing that you do is you sit and you watch, you watch someone be in such excruciating pain that he couldn't breathe when he was unconscious, his body would not allow him to breathe. Even when he was so heavily medicated, 
he wouldn't take deep enough breaths. He started having blood pool in his lung because his body was like, screw it. Every time I breathe, I hit 18 broken ribs. Fuck you and fuck this. I'm not breathing anymore. And he just, there was no, there was nothing they could do. Stuart, if you are listening, this is why you will not be riding a motorcycle in our, I mean, let's get our kids out of the house. The the friend of his that had it had that super cool one with the sidecar, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> with the uh, <laughs> Snoopy <laughs> goggles and the whole nine yards. Yeah, it yeah, was comical, yeah. but still... You can't, there are things you can't control, like riding with your friends and having a deer jump out. I still get mocked for when my kids say, remember that time you hit a deer? Oh, right, mom, the deer hit you. Yes, the deer hit me. I wouldn't have hit a deer. Although although Stuart did at one point. It's completely terrifying. You know, did you see the picture I posted on Brilliant Observations of that guy who wouldn't put his beer down and took a, at the astro, at the... (laughs) At the baseball game who took the ball to the chest because he did not want to put down like 30 bucks worth of beer. So he's like, I'm going to take this fly ball to the chest so I don't have to lose my beer. It's so crazy what your brain does when in that moment, because I don't think he really thought about it. I don't think he was sitting there saying beer or death. Beer or death, beer or death, beer or death, Oh, beer. he definitely said, I'm not dropping these beers. I don't think he saw death as the other choice, but that's why I want to know when your brother-in-law starts talking. I want to know what happened. What do you remember? I'm guessing he remembers nothing. I don't know. I, 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 it's a strange situation. I don't even know if he wants to talk about it or to be asked about it. Here's, here's what we do know. Cause his buddies saw the whole damn thing and no That's one else, it. no one else was injured. So what the, from what I can piece together, the deer jumped out, was startled, clipped the back of his bike. He has a, he has a, it's like a BMW moto something, moto rad, whatever. Um, he could tell you in exhaustive detail, as could my brother. In any event, it has sort of a hot, the where you carry your gear is high on the back of the bike. So there's yeah. like a little, a little compartment up there. The deer came at the back of the bike, clipped the bike, went to jump over the bike and the then and doing so rear kicked him off the bike so he went wow and slid 40 feet on the you know hit the pavement rolled and rolled and rolled like that's that's what i wonder if he he, remembers he hit the ground and slid for 40 feet and according to my brother the motorcycler he's like i've seen people you know going 200 miles an hour not be jacked up like what in the hell what happened what happened and all we can piece together is it was so out of the blue he was he was completely unprepared like when you trip you know, or someone trips you when you're when you're in the middle of trying to prevent yourself from injury, you do a few things when all of a sudden, whap, you know, it's a lot worse. And I think it, what we've must have pieced together is somebody's going to tell us the deer is the one who broke his ribs with his feet before the ground broke his body over and over. Oh, right. So because they're just corrected in lots of places. And now they have lots of metal and, and screws and fun things holding them back to his his little frame. He's going to have a fun time at the airport. I as much fun as I had playing with the dogs last oh, time. Oh, my stars. Well, what he's packing. We'll see. Amy. Girl. I've figured out that I have a mentality of get it over with. <laughs> you just figured this out, did you? Well, yeah, kind of. I have a mentality of, well, let's just get it over with. Like, is there even things I enjoy? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm like, Stuart. I feel you, brother. Sorry. Let's just get it over with. So, oh, no. Um, maybe sometimes, actually, on all, on, on all aspects of, of everything, to the point where 
I'm early to everything I go and do. My kids are early. What, Mom, why do we have to leave? We're just going to get there, have 20 minutes early. Well, 20 minutes early is on time. You know, that's, we had college night at school and I took Ethan, Stuart was working, and we got there 15 minutes early and we walked into the auditorium and we were the only people in there. No. The no. only people. I took a picture and I texted it to Stuart Work and I said, this place is packed. <laughs> so, Wait, Were you looking around like, did I have the wrong night? No, I mean, they were set up for it. The guidance counselors were there. The The people running it were there. But we were the only participants 15 minutes early who were there. How big is, now, your, I how don't big want, is the attendee pool? He has like 350 students in his grade. What the fuck? And it was... What? It was parent and student, so it was at least two people expected. So obviously 600 people aren't coming, but are we really the only two people here 15 minutes early? I don't, so I don't even know what to say. It forced me to sit there and reexamine how I look at life, which is I have a mentality of let's just get it over with. Well, I love that that's where you went. And I think that that is your mentality and we're going to dive in deep listeners. So <laughs> sit tight while I take this brief diversion. I'm still curious as to that's where your brain goes instead of I want to judge all 350 students and their collective families for not being here. You're in like a super swankety, very prepared, prestigious, all of it, environment, school, this is this is what people go to. When I go to these things, they're horrifying. It's like a cattle call. They're you're waiting in line for, you know, 20 minutes to get up to somebody to shake their hand for a millisecond. It's almost does no good for anybody. You pick up a brochure that you could have gotten online, but there's something about I'm here, damn it. We're doing it. This is the thing. I'm in the soup. This was Nobody? a, a break this was a breakout group kind of thing. The the one I was interested in going to with my kid was the Right Fit College lecture. So, because I don't want my kids to think that these 10 schools that people talk about all the time are the only 10 schools you could go to. There are a bajillion colleges. And again, somebody will take our money. And I want you to know that Penn State might not be for you. And not just because your mom thinks that it has a rapey culture, a fratty rapey culture that that your mother doesn't like because I think most colleges do at this point. Oh, the college experience. Let's where do we what do we think? Rapey? No. Yes. <laughs> let's let's skip that one. But if there's like a I, I would prefer a state school, but that's not gonna happen. But I, he doesn't know what he wants to do and I want somebody else other than his mother to tell him that these are options because when it comes from just your mother, I've got no credibility. So he needs other grownups to say, look, maybe this smaller college over here that has 70,000 programs might be for you. Maybe you, maybe you don't want a city or maybe you do want a city or whatever, just not from, not from Missy. I think that's all true, but let's get back to you. Ethan's great. He's got his own fucking show. Get it over with, Melissa. I think I've passed it on to my kids as well. Ethan is having three wisdom teeth removed on Friday. Well, that's a, of course you want to get that over with. Right. But, but even things I enjoy, like I'll be sitting at the airport about to go on a vacation and I'm, I get itchy and I think, ugh, just get this over with. <laughs> I 
I just want to get that joy over with also. That's the, that's the wonderful mystery that is you. I don't even, when, instead of feeling anticipation for the thing that we're all doing on purpose, willingly, excitedly, it comes right up to it and you're like, can we not, can we not do the thing? Can we yeah, not? What is that? Can we not do the thing? Why? I bet you do this when you're, you're, you're a big Broadway, blah, 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 blah. You're a big Broadway gal. I bet when you're sitting there with your $80 million tickets shoved up your nose and watching the curtain be closed and the excitement of crackling and oh my God, well, it's getting ready to start. Is that when you start thinking, I just want to go to the car. I think I want to skip the show. So that's not when I think it, but when we're in the house and I know that we have that commute into the city and then we're going to park, I think I really just wish this was over. I'm not wishing that I didn't have the experience because I love, like you said, the theater. I love the theater and I love that experience. But yeah, I sure as fuck do wish it was over and I have that in my joy bank. You know, I'll take the joy, but it's getting to the joy that just... I, I, I don't want to. I, I'm done. I can't. I don't want. It's as Nana would say, it's too much. <laughs> it's it's. But I do have to tell you, we did just go see Come From Away. And it was. I mean, I, I said to Stuart, is it did I love it this much because we're New Yorkers and we feel the New York because I lived in Manhattan. Do we feel that New York connection? so deeply. And he said, no, I think everybody who should see this show and they will all love it. It was amazing. It was an amazing show to the point where my son, who audible eye roll more so than I (laughs) wishes everything was over before I even dream it up in the first place, loved it. He said, that was a really good show. And I said, what? Who, Who is that? He loved it. It was so good. I would see it again and again. I'm so glad I had the chance to see it. I feel like probably twice and I skipped it both times. We, where we live down here in North Carolina. Oh, honey, no. We have the traveling. No, no, no. I've had this chance to see it on, on Broadway in New York and I skipped it twice. In North Carolina, it's now an established enough show that it's traveling. So the Broadway, whatever is, is we've got season tickets to the thing here where they oh, travel. So it's, God. I see it this year. And I have I'm to see. so excited. Oh, did you hear what I just did? I'm so sorry. I'll say what I was going to say and then I'll take it immediately back. I have to see Wicked again. Wicked is the first one in the thing. Look at her eyes. Ah! <laughs> Honey, it's, I think it's great. And I do love seeing it once or maybe. I mean, how many times have you seen Wicked? 87? Can't tell you. Well, are so you Mallory, in the cast? Mallory wanted that to be her birthday present every year for the rest of her life. I think you have made it so. We, we've done a good job. We've seen it several times and cry every several. time. I just, you've seen it several times yep. each year. Truth. I've seen it with you. Yep. <laughs> I've seen it with you. I've, I've seen it with a lot of people. I like sharing that experience. But if given the choice, now that I've seen Come From Away, I think Come From Away was Tony Award winning best musical two years ago. You have to. And you have to call me the second it's over. I will do. All right, you have to get all the snot out of your head first and then call me the second it's over because you're an empath and you feel I all of everybody's feels. So I don't even know how sometimes you walk the earth. It's awful, but with, uh, with all of my all emotions of are on the outside and they're constantly touching everything and going zing, 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 zing. But probably what I'm going to connect with more is we are immigrants, immigrant stock. So if it is a, truly a story of... There was something great somewhere else, but damn it, we have to leave because we're going to go for the promise of something else and let's see how that plays out. That's the story of my life. So we'll see. 
It is the story of all of the planes that were in the air on 9-11 landing in Newfoundland. Everybody landed there because they can't come back to the U.S. So all of these Americans with, I'm going to say, their entitlement, their fears, their everything, land in this town of non-Americans, so they're Canadian and fucking delightful, um, in a, a town that has 900 people which is now doubled in population with like 30-some flights landing. And and now what do they do? They rally in a way that just is so touching and so amazing and and how everybody's lives, not just because of 9-11, not just because of a terrorist attack, everybody's lives are changed. And it's it's brilliant and wonderful. And the music's great. And it's funny. And it's it's so great. It's so great. I can't wait for you to I see it. I cannot believe that that is the story. I, I, we all have a 9-11 story. God bless us all. And it's a tough one. And I love it when people are able to take that moment and turn it into something other than just the continuous transformative sadness that it was and continues to be. Having said all that, why did I think that this was the story of like a bunch of people from Caribbean, Jamaica, who knows where, coming through Ellis Island? Once upon this island? I don't know. Are you That's thinking- what I fucking thought that this is not that fucking show. <laughs> no. Well, I didn't see that one either. No, I didn't either. But I but I was yes. like, shit, she's getting all the clamps. She didn't even, you know, oh your my people God, it didn't was... come from away. That's a better title. Oops. <laughs> it's this look, Mallory. I have a bone to pick this. with you. Didn't isn't this the Hamiltonian person? Isn't this Manuel Lynn Manuel Miranda? Didn't he write this as well? No. Are you sure? No, but I've seen In the Heights that he wrote. I've seen this. Oh, he, he wrote In the this. Heights. They're all the fucking it's three words. That's why. Okay. So I'm excited that you have a subscription because now theater will become a thing and not an idea for you. Oh, fuck you. Theater has always been a thing. And I'm in the theater more than you, Missy. Yeah, that's probably very true. Quite Uh, literally in it. So my, you know, in a very big way. Just we'll leave that there. I, I first thought, you know, when I saw the show, wow, they get to wear their street clothes. How brilliant <laughs> that people don't have to dress in weird costumes because they're regular everyday That's people. Right. They're, they're coming from the Caribbean and they dress just like us. Okay. So it has got nothing to do with the Caribbean. <laughs> so can you explain to me why I want to get everything over with as soon as possible? I, I can't. And it, it is a puzzlement that is just part of your charm. It's very strange because I don't know what the end goal is. It's almost like there's a motor in you that gets a gold star if you complete the thing first. And you sort of lose sight of the fact that there can be some incremental joy in the act of completing the thing or there is no there is no gold star. Like those things don't matter. It's like, okay, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's done. Oh God, thank God it's done. I don't have to do that again. Fuck, I've got to do that again. That's where you go. And I don't get it. And I, I worry about Stuart who is so fucking busy. He figures out how to be, I can imagine him audibly running lists in his sleep. I can imagine him laying there going, gaga, 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 talking about all the stuff that he's doing or got to do or telling other people to do and coming up, coming up smiling and happy with plans for other people. He's definitely, we're, we're going on vacation and here let's open up this three ring binder that has 84 pages of items for us to do for this two hour trip. It's like, thank you. I really and do mean it. I really do mean thank you. And I also mean close the binder. Please. 
Do you think he's the reason why I have that mentality? Yes, I do. Because in the beginning, I think you had, I don't, I don't know you from a million years back. I know you from probably eight, 10 years before Stuart. Um, but I don't know you from your whole damn life. But what I think you had was a very well-developed fuck it complex. So you could uh, be anywhere and see the stupidity. And instead of observing or participating, as I love to do, you would maybe quizzically scowl and then fuck it, you're out. You're off to the next thing, which is, you know, a back porch with a couple of friends and, and some relaxing happiness or a television show or a book or a walk or a puppy dog to scratch the, you know, so I'm not sitting here and watching you dopes dangle off the bridge. You, you know, I'm going to come from away. I'm going to talk about all these, you know, Caribbean people. So he came into my life with a binder of shit to do. And I just to placate him, I just want to get everything else over with now. Well, I think your fuck it complex migrated. I think your fuck it. I think your fuck it complex migrated into fuck it. I got to do this because <laughs> there's always a there's always a and you also are um, really like a really good parent and like a really good wife. So you you pay parent. attention. You pay attention. Stop. You pay attention. That stupid shit. So it's not as if you can say. Fuck it. I'm just not going to raise you today, toddler. It's, you know, fuck it. we're going to mommy and me. <laughs> you we're big going baby. to mommy and me. Um, speaking of good parent, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is, do you ever trash talk your kids? Do you ever shit talk your kids? Yes. In, were you the one who said right in front of their faces? In, right in front of their faces. I have had, perhaps you heard, uh, it's been quite a week or two with crazy ins insane stuff going on in our house and my husband left he went the many 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 states away and miles away to be with someone else so to be with his brother-in-law to help him so in a finger snap i'm holding down the fort it's not a big deal everybody does it from time to time but it went on for a week when there's a whole lot going on we've got college applications flying out we've got sports we've got this we've got and he had and the, company coming we had company flying in he, needed, he had that company needed, coming that in. That needed to be picked up at an airport an hour and a half away for some ungodly reason when we have an airport 15 minutes away. So, yeah. So, it was a little – and we had, you know, all sorts of tickets and uh, – okay, we're doing it. We That's our life. So, <laughs> that's our life. So, the, the middle child really, really um, – he is the best middle child that you can ever imagine. He embraces his middle childedness and it's a wonder that he's still walking the earth. He's the one that said, I can't believe you didn't make me a better this morning because I am 14 years old and I still blame you for everything. So I was ready to kill him long before my husband returned home. And when he finally did return home and things were on the mend and we were all sort of smiling and happy and we'd been through our 18th you know, craziness of the day. We got a house full of people on Sunday afternoon. Um, I went <laughs> just because this is the way it was going to go. I was filled with hubris, making dinner for everybody. I didn't have a dessert. I didn't want to run out and get a dessert. So I made brownies from scratch with no recipe, <laughs> which is... Why would you do that? Because that's... Well, welcome to my world, to my world. Are you that good? Some a lot of times I am, and wow. sun and on Sunday I was not. Oh so no! These, so these brownies were not brownies. They were more like a very fudgy chocolate flattened cake. 
So it was just, they were just too cakey and I, you know, they're okay, but it's here's not. A seg- here's your new segment. It's not, hey, Amy, what's cooking? It's, I'd eat that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened. I'd so, eat that. So one of the guest children, what, you know, he got himself a tray and a giant plate and this huge brownie and he was looking at it like it was a lover and he was just. I'd eat he, the shit out of he that, He was Amy. going crazy. And then my middle child picks it up and he takes a bite, one bite. Of this fucking brownie. One bite. And he goes, I think this is the worst thing you've ever made. In front of a whole house full of people. Go to your room. And I just look at him. And I'm like, thank you, son. And the little, <laughs> God bless him. The little one looks up. His face covered, caked with this chocolate particulate all over it, right? He looks up and he goes, it's a brownie, man. What could go wrong? And he just keeps shoveling it in, right? Later, I went over when <laughs> talking trash right in front of his face <laughs> is, is minutes away from where we are. Right. So my son later is just minutes away from where we are in the kitchen. I pick up one of these brownies and I try it. And it does indeed suck. It's not worth eating. Not. It's okay. It's not worth eating. It tastes like chocolate. Doesn't have a, I mean. Yeah, it's a brownie. But maybe you've not had one of my brownies, Melissa. They make you sit on the floor and weep. They're spectacular. Can you make those for our December trip, please? I will. I will make brownies. I, I honestly, my brownies are next level. But they're not slutty brownies, and I really like your slutty brownies. I'll make slutty brownies you, as long as you make yours as well. Yeah, sure. They're I don't very, eat the very slutty good. brownies. There's too much in slutty brownies. They're, I like a simple, delicious brownie. I don't need an Oreo and a cookie piled together to make something gross. My brownies are the outside of the brownie is super crazy, crisp, and yet flaky on the top, so that the chocolate kind of like flippers and flakes <sighs> off, and then the edges are all browned and crisp, so you get the. <clears throat> And then when your teeth get right into it, it's a puddle of just barely baked goo. Do you use that special brownie pan that makes all of them edges? No. Mm-mm. I just have a brownie pan that's not that big. So the the sad people who get the ones in the middle, what, who are we kidding? You cut the piece so big, there's nothing left. So, But that, I, make some, I make some badass brownies. So these brownies were just brownies. They're the kind of brownies that at the bake sale, you'd be like, mm, that wasn't worth a dollar. That's it. That's how bad it was. Wow. But, um, yeah, so my, my son is there. We're all gathered around the thing, having our millionth drink and the not brownies and everyone's just sort of decompressing. And, um, I take a bite of it and I go, yeah. And I repeated what he said. And everybody's like this. And I go, he's such a little asshole. And, and I, I and love I kept, that you said that in front of me. I say, I go, he's such a little asshole. And their faces go just a little bit blank. And I go, and then I rattled off three or four other choice things that he had said that week. And, uh, one of my friends looks at me and he goes, you know, he's, he's right there. Cause he was, he yeah. was with like, like standing among us. Like he was that close. He goes, you know, he's right there. And I went, oh yeah, I hope so. So it was clear that I was saying it for his benefit. So they would have been true. fine. You talking shit behind his back, but how are you supposed to better your children? If you talk shit behind their back, you tell I them to their face. Ever, I don't ever. I usually, I'm the worst. I usually say really, really ugly things directly to their face. And then when they're not there, I, I say really nice things about them, both of which are true. Like I usually, I'm usually both talking sweet behind their back. But in this case, I, I reversed it because I was just so, just so over him. He, he really, and I, the truth is, that's how he deals with stress. His dad was gone for a week. His uncle, who he's close with, could have maybe died. And for, you know, a good 48 hours, we were wondering how bad this was really going to be. This was not a small thing. It's still not small. It, the whole world's an upheaval. He's 
back to theater. He's got a show coming up and he's in tech week. So he's, you know, getting a little bit everything. He's got brothers that are, you know, alive and breathing, which makes him crazy. All of it. He's got a mom who wakes him up late. So his way of, of working it out is to call shit on shitty brownies. And that's the way it worked. And so guess what? I, I too will call you out. We do get looks though from other parents how could you say negative things about your gems and your and these these children these gifts from god we are so blessed yeah yeah i got it i'm blessed you know oh canine's barking sorry john um and dear listener uh yeah i i call it like i see it again it's not always shame parenting for me but how are they going to know that what they said hurt your feel what i'm supposed to say Listen, son, what you just said hurt my feelings. I worked very hard on those brownies and to get everything right for this experience so that everybody... Fuck that. Who's got time to think out everything you say? We're in the moment. You didn't think about how nasty that comment was when you said it to me. So here goes. You're a dick. Don't talk to me like that. Next time you can make brownies for us. I would love to see you do better. My normal go-to is to be a nice person. I don't, I don't have to think about that. That's the normal response. And so if he did do that thing under, under normal, not heightened stress circumstances, I might've just said, Oh, well, that's not very nice. It's probably true, but it's not very nice. And then he would have immediately course corrected. And his normal thing is to not be that acerbic. Having said all that, we do have an honesty is the best policy when it comes to food. And it's, I take that seriously because when I make something that is the best thing you've ever eaten and you say it, it means something. Right. And when I am, when I make something that I know is crap and you tell me it's okay, I'm not cooking for you again because it's a waste of my time. If you're not going to be, what, what's that for? I don't, you, it's my judgment of what I'm doing that matters. So when you tell me in your judgment, all you're trying to do is I don't, I don't need to be, I'm not rising and falling for the compliments from you over the brownies. I want to know that like me, you can tell a good brownie from a bad one. Otherwise I didn't raise you right. Right. I'm yeah, also sad that I made a room full of people. Oh, he was just a dick. <laughs> no, he was just a dick. And then I acted like an even bigger dick because I'm older and I should know better. And I'm yes. a parent and I did all of the wrong things. But at the same time, I was like, you've been up my crack for a week and this is how I cope. So here it you comes. You said it under pressure. This morning, Stuart told me that I'm, I'm negative. Well, for the Why? Past, is he well, still alive? Where's, well, where, do we visit exactly. him in the ER? <laughs> for the past month, I have had back, ass, leg pain. I've oh. had this pain. And initially, I thought it was my bed and we switched beds. And I, I have something's going on. Like I have, I don't. I guess I thought I would start this morning. I woke up and I'm like, look, I've had a newer new bed for like a week, almost a week, not even a week. The bed, I'm sleeping better and I'm still in wild pain when I wake up. Clearly something's wrong inside. It's no longer an outside thing. So when you're in pain, I've had a couple of root canals. You're not as nice as you are when you're not in pain. Can we agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and pain is not something you can see from the outside. So you expect joy and happiness. And when you are met with, I said, sit the fuck down or, <laughs> or this morning, which is why Stuart told me I was negative this morning. He said, I'm sitting on the floor trying to stretch. I thought I'm so out of shape. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with stretching and walking. And he said, you should really exercise. <sighs> Stay in the ER, Stuart. It's so not, I thought. That's not the right. That's did not. you just 
fucking, I can't even stand up without being in pain. And you just told me to exercise. I just told you I'm in pain and I'm going to start stretching a little so I can get muscles moving. And and so I might have overreacted to something you said afterward by telling him, you know, I don't know, something like, I hope you're better with your patients at work than you are hey, here hey, at home. Hey, with- hey, hey, ho, 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 ho. You know what that's called? That's calling the brownie like I taste it. <laughs> All right. So I middle child my way through that. Sometimes the truth is the truth, man. You know, I mean, you didn't like hearing what he had to say, and it probably was bad advice. But at the same time, get some bedside manner. You're a doctor. Surely there was one class on this. What are you sitting doing? on the floor with one leg stretched out and three dogs eating my face? And I just, he, I, I said not nice things. He said, wow, you went dark fast. <laughs> I'm in pain on the regular now. I'm in pain. So, and I'm not medicating for it because pain's there for a reason. When you turn a certain way, there's a reason it's there. It warns you that something's wrong. So, super. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited that you're in pain. We can be pain buddies now. I can help yeah. you. I can give you bad advice that won't help you. <sighs> this is real. This is a, we've turned a corner. I'm super excited. I have, a, I, have a lot, I have a lot of very useless bad information to give you. And I'm ready to go. It's we be have exciting. an entire segment called bad advice <laughs> for which this week we did receive a letter. What? Hit me. Are we the time? I don't want to jump ahead, but. Would you like to sing a jingle for bad advice? Oh, Melissa's ass is hurting, but not as bad as the advice we're about to give. We'd love not to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Dear listener, please realize that the three people who have written us are our favorite listeners. And if you would like to reach favorite listener status, here's how to do it. Write in. Ask for advice. Some of it might be good, but most of it will be bad advice. (laughs) Dear, Dear Amy and Melissa, my child goes to school and brings a lunch. We got a letter home saying we can't have a list of things at school. What can I send my child to eat for lunch? There was a list too. Strawberries, peanut butter. Like there was just a huge list in the letter. Strawberries. Uh, There must be a kid who has an airborne allergy. Did I just laugh when I said that? That's not funny. You know what's funny? No, 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 no. Strawberry. I draw the line at fucking fruit. I'm sorry. Absolutely no. Strawberries? Stop it. Stop it. That's a teacher. That's a teacher with a preference. I don't like, I don't like the smell of wheat bread or hummus. So leave that at home. Hummus. No glitter. Yeah. It's like first grade teachers. No glitter. You are in first grade. Get over your glitter. glitter. (laughs) Right. Sorry. Get some eco-friendly glitter and shut and a broom and shut up. That's how it's going to be. You can listen to Emily Prokop's special on glitter and where it comes from and its its whole inception. That was quite enjoyable. I made my family listen to that on a long drive. But what, what do you send to school for your kids to eat for lunch if they are either a picky eater, I'll throw that in there, or they cannot bring, like Jessica's kid goes to a Jewish community center, so there's no meat you can't bring non-kosher meat, so they make it a dairy lunch. But you what? can't bring peanut butter because some kid at your table has a true allergy to peanuts and could catch on fire at any moment. So yeah, what- but there's kids who have cheese. You've seen it all the time. Somebody threw, you know, 
a child through cheese at another child and the child died because he had such a massive cheese allergy. There's always somebody who's allergic to something. So it, at a certain point, we have to figure out how to accommodate those who need accommodation in a way that also accommodates everyone in the grade. So there's there's some common sense and then there's some inconvenience and it needs to be shared by all. Everybody needs to be inconvenienced a bit for the good of everybody. And everybody needs to have a safe space that they can do all the things that they get to do for the good of everybody. And that works both ways. So I, but at the same time, what, 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 no meat? She yeah. didn't have fucking meat. No, she I mean, meat all the time. Pastrami, I had meat at her thing. But this school that Isaac goes to, they cannot have, it's a kosher style or kosher. I don't know. I was going to say, tell ish. me. Well, you you at least understand how to keep kosher. So educate them a goy, yes? I would say peanut butter and jelly. I would say, I don't know. <laughs> My question for you focuses on the meat. Are you saying that there are acceptable meats and they must be kosher or there no. is no meat? I think they declared it's, it's a dairy lunch. So you can send, I guess, tuna, egg salad. I used to send my kids with like cream cheese on a bagel or cream cheese and jelly or... or... This is terrible food. This is not food. These are snacks. They, well, they did spend oh only god, half a day there. So, my god, my god, my god, my god! What's your god called? Jehovah? No. What do no. we? We don't call God, right? We can't even talk to his face. No names on the God. Is that right? No. The Jewish tradition is you do not refer to. There is no name for God. Is that right? We say God. We say Adonai, which is God, or Yud. There are letters. Yeah, we say there's God. I hate that in this podcast, I am the Jewish authority. <laughs> I don't think you're an authority on nothing. Okay, good. You just you read you. a book on it one time and you, know, I know you go nothing. to the thing where they're nice to you and say, oh, Melissa, thank you for the volunteering and come and have some cream cheese on a bagel. Cause cream cheese having, on a bagel? We're not having, because we're not having meat today. It's dairy snack. Goldfish and, pe- oh, see, peanut butter was always something. Then there was always the kid that sat next to my kid that had the meat and cheese roll-ups because even if the... Even if the meat were, were a kosher meat, you obviously can't have it with cheese. Like that's a – so uh, people didn't care and nobody really caused a huge ruckus. I, I would be curious to know if at the JCC people said, you can't have that. But that's because of their policy, not because of a wild allergy. Do you have a teal pumpkin outside your house for Halloween no, this year? No, 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 no. We don't endorse or support that. What we do – I always try to give out – the cool I like to be the coolest Halloween on the block and I don't necessarily love having all the caloric candy around. So even though we are we have a completely disastrous freewheeling Halloween policy, grab as much candy as you can get. You worked for it, you earned it, you walked the you walk the beat, keep it around, eat it. Like I don't do this doling out, you know, have a food fest the first day and then you can have one piece a day. Like just we're we have a very bad policy. Eat the fucking food. Just eat it eat the candy. So I don't even usually give out candy. I, you know, one year we gave out Halloween, uh, pumpkin shaped whoopee cushions and, you know, we give out all kinds of, That's awesome. like we gave, we gave out little, um, Chinese fortunes where you, it's like a fish fortune where you, you hold it in your hand and if it curls one way, it tells you one thing. And so we, we try to give out sort of fun, goofy stuff like that. So people will remember us and not egg our house. Where'd you get those whoopee cushions? I looked for them carefully. And I think Oriental traders, I okay. went to, I went to, you know, the the mecca of all things shitty and looked for not Halloween favors because I'm not giving out a fucking pencil. We have a clown in the neighborhood who gives out um, books 
literally books. He gives out books on Jesus. Um, we do have people that give out a pencil with it's their, like, their books, dental practice name books. on it. Yeah, we do. And there's a dentist who gives out a full-size candy bar and a full-size toothbrush. It's like, pal, just stop. What are you doing? Get on board or get out. We now have bumper stickers that say Jesus Ween, which is my favorite. And that's because some, yes, you should make that face. Jesus Ween, because it's, what the what's, fuck it, what's is it called? That? Well, that's because we're putting God back in Halloween. It's Jesus Ween. I'm not I don't understand. You. It's because we have whole communities who whenever Halloween falls on a Sunday, they refuse to observe it. And they have a special Halloween like on Friday because they just don't feel comfortable with kids dressing up and going around on a Sunday. This is why I won't let my son go to school in the South. Well, I mean, it's not just the South. And it's certainly these people are uh, not my people. I don't know whose people they are. But there is a a level of coagulative comfort in all of those folks who tend to kind of be down here. What I found is it's the reverse North when, (laughs) when we had, no, but in, in this way, you don't not, not the way you think, not the way that you think the South is the reverse North. (laughs) Fuck you. When my, when we had a friend, when we had a friend who lived in Austin, Texas, it was as hot as standing on the sun. And what she said is in the summer, it's reverse winter. And by that, she means you can't go outside. It's because in the winter you can't go outside because it's too fucking cold. It's you can't stay out there for more than a second. That's what the summer becomes. It's reverse winter. You're inside all the time in the air conditioning or else you will die. So that's what I mean by the reverse north. The north has 1000% all of these crazies too. A million million percent of all of these crazies. They just speak with a slightly different accent and the racism, you know, comes out in and the and the inexcusable lack of education comes out in ways but hello susan collins fuck you the south gets such a reputation as being the only one with lunatics and it's just because we're more colorful and frankly wearing fewer fewer clothing do you want to stick in maine because you you threw maine under the bus there how about lepage how about everybody who speaks in maine except for the people that we know and love speak out of a totally different hole that we're used to hearing i'm not saying that the crazies aren't in the north too but when you're in the South and you're that kind of crazy, you do it with a smile and you do it with a lilt and you do it with a, a mask of bless her heart, which really means go fuck yourself. Like all it of- can. It can. It doesn't always mean that. But yes, you're right. That's the that's the overarching perception. And that's a slice of it that it is hidden. There's but there's just different rules here in the same way that there's very different rules in New York. Versus different rules in New England versus different rules in, you know, the Northeast entirely or you Florida, know, te- Florida, Florida, has its own, yeah. Florida there. And there's a whole there is so much to adore about what we have here in the South. It's really tough to take it on the chin so often and be so and have everything be so misguided because of the very large spotlight that's put on the absolute worst of all humanity who also happens to live here because it's like the bugs it's warm enough that you're not going to die in the winter so they just stay all year long regardless of having any kind of resources or or ability to move out anywhere else there's there's a whole lot of fantasticness here that's lost under this flag 
<laughs> quite literal flag that is waved by a very few. And guess what? There are people waving that flag in every That'd state. That would be the, in the Confederate USA. flag. Yeah, yeah. It's you have the news. You see it. It's not just yeah. in the South. You're right. So, hey, Amy. When people call you by the wrong name, do you correct them? You know, my name is Amy. So I don't get that a lot, except in junk mail, where I typically get any, which I find super annoying. Any? Yeah. That's yeah. a typo. That's not somebody calling you a name. That's a typo. It's still pretty rude when I can be confused with any, anyone, any, just any. My children's names are all very long, elaborate, and ethnic, and they never correct anybody. And it makes me, and they sound like words they're not. So... Not only do they get the wrong name, it's either pronounced incorrectly, which makes it really kind of like a spike straight through your spine when you hear it. Worse than that, it's pronounced incorrectly and then becomes a different word. And the little one makes me nuts because he just now he started introducing himself the wrong way. It's almost like, I mean, I think of that Beto O'Rourke. I mean, the kid's name is Robert and he grew up in Texas and Robert becomes Beto, and you know that's how he goes now because that's what everybody called him. It's not. It's just that's just his right. community named him as opposed to his parents. So it's like when they call you the wrong name, can we? It's okay to say let let me you know just to pronounce it once. You don't have to. The challenge I think for him is he'd be doing it all day long every, and he's like I don't you know whatever I don't care. And the oldest one was the same way. He ended up with a nickname, which is the nickname a shortened form of his very very long name that he actually preferred and now he introduces himself that way so it's like what are you doing i put a lot of thought into this you're right. supposed to this is you're, you come from away you were already in jamaica coming through we <laughs> you're gave already you these, at ellis island we you gave you these go. names on purpose we gave we already, you these names on purpose yeah got it over with we we already got it over with the whole naming thing why are you bringing me back i went to oh my mitzvah minute this week um I gave blood because I told you guys it's the only good thing that I do. Obviously, I'm negative and in pain and, oh, I, I also rescue. So there are two good things that I do. So I gave blood and the woman called me Michelle. Well, it became upsetting to me only because she wrote, I wrote my name down when I signed in. She wrote my name on a sticker correctly, put the sticker on me. That says, be, you know, that sticker, be nice to me. I gave blood today, that sticker with that says Melissa number three. I was the third to donate. I was half an hour early and I was the third to donate. Again with this. I know something's wrong with me. So why is she calling me Michelle? If clearly she wrote my name down. Maybe she gave blood and doesn't have enough. She's the phlebotomist. Do I correct her? No. I didn't. I didn't. No, a thousand percent. Not in that environment. And here... When people call you the wrong name and it's an it's a mistake, it's an accident. Why on earth? I always try to correct it when it's required in the least offensive way possible, where I'll introduce myself to someone else and very, very clearly pronounce my like say who I you know what I mean? I, Amy. I, here's the well, here's the context <laughs> clue, right? It's like if you so if you're just tracking along, so I don't have to directly tell you anything, but you can pick up. Oh, I, I think I said the wrong name earlier. Ah, Bob never has a second cup of coffee at home. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever your little, th you know, you can catch up. And then I didn't have to go, right. we were married 30 years ago. Don't you know my name? Don't you remember yeah. me? Right. The other side of the bed. I'm negative. I yeah. say mean things because right. I'm in pain. That's right. Fuck That's you. Right. 
All right, I've I have <laughs> I have a get off my lawn moment, and since John is not here, oh it's my mine. God, where did he go? This is a people I hate, and I hate to bring it back because I did have I, I did have a hundred gratefuls, and I do, and I, I'm very good at them now. So I am grateful for so many things, for having gotten to the theater alive, for having my family with me for such a great show. So here goes. Why do you have to have a gender reveal party? <laughs> Why do you think anybody gives a fuck of the gender of the baby inside your belly? Why are you so full of yourself thinking everybody gives a shit? I read an article this week about an Iowa woman who died after the gender reveal like explosion of powder killed this 53-year-old woman who went to a gender reveal party with shrapnel, pretty much a pipe bomb inside this thing that exploded so she could find out the the gender of her baby. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, there are... All right, so there are other... Of course, this sent me down a rabbit hole of how gender reveals have gone wrong. The car that when it skids in Australia, you do a little circle burnout thing and the the smoke that comes out of the back of the car is either pink or blue. I can't even I can't even say it with like uh, without contempt. Well, the burnout one, the car exploded. The whole car caught on fire because you're not supposed to put shit in the rear of your car or your body. And it exploded and caught on fire and the driver got out with seconds before it, it caught fire. Uh, okay, how about the two people holding a stick trying to hit a balloon to get that balloon to explode and hitting the pregnant woman in the belly with that bat trying to find out? Oh, Again, you had it coming. Or the time where the balloon flew away and everybody raced to go get it and ran into a fence and impaled themselves on a fence to go get the balloon that flew away, still not knowing what was inside and the gender of the child. He had it coming. How about he the, had it coming. He had only himself to blame. Um, how about the U.S. Border Patrol agent who had a gender reveal party in Arizona that sparked a wildfire oh, that killed 45,000 acres and $8 million of damage. I remember that. I remember that. Are remember you fucking that. kidding me? And how about the dog who ate the cake? that had the gender reveal color on the inside and they didn't know still and they had to probably wait for him to poop to figure out what the gender was. People... She ran calling wildfire. (laughs) That kid's fucked. Can we agree that the gender reveal party is the dumbest fucking party to ever have? Yes, I agree. It is the dumbest, but I harbor just a little tiny bit of, I don't know. I I want to give these people their only moment. This, these are people who are probably fall into a pretty tiny little range. And on the one end, you have, this is one of the top three parties they'll ever throw in their lives. And then on the other end, these are people who overly decorate for every fucking holiday. So it's kind of a thing this is you know it is really really stupid and really really um misguided and dangerous and why i didn't do it i don't i've never even been invited to one i don't even really have a point of view on it other than it's horrifically sad to hear all the things you've talked about but isn't there some degree of pitiful sadness for the people who want to participate or or instead are we 
these are just these are just these are just goers. These are just party party people who like a little bit of pink and blue or maybe purple. We don't know what you're going to get. It's it is you know 2019. Well, you don't know what you're going to get. You you I mean gender and and I don't even want to get into you get all what you get. You don't pitch a fit, as they like to say <laughs> in the South, but in the North they say you get what you get and you don't get upset. Because oh, your yeah. git rhymes. Because that still house. rhymes. Oh, stick it up your pipe bomb. <laughs> I don't know where that was. Seriously, going. you pretty much created a pipe bomb. So we had a we had a friend over the other day. Yesterday he was teaching guitar to my kids and he said, Could you imagine that kid? Oh. He's already a murderer. He's already killed one. I was gonna <laughs> say, this is this is this is it's just there's no good end to this story. They will always be Racked with guilt. It's what are you going to do? Happy birthday to, oh God, here we remember. I can't even celebrate you anymore because it was so important for us (laughs) to tell everybody in a surprise, whatever, what your gender was that we killed Nana's buddy. Like, what? That we killed Aunt Joni, who came in from Colorado to see you and flew back in in a box. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Stop it. All of you gender reveal people, stop it right now. I agree, and they should. And part of it, I think, is we are continuing to march in the over, bigger, faster, la, la, la of everything in life, partly because we have the opportunity to see it done by others and and not in a, I have to, I have to, but in an, I'm inspired to do something. That seems fun. That's a new, that's a new, let's do something new. Let's add this tradition. That seems like, oh, okay, seems like a good idea to build a bomb. Let's do that. Right. Having, having, you know, but everything is like that. Weddings are like that. Engagement portraits. My favorites now are the people who mock this stuff where there was a woman who had um, she gave she did like a new baby baby photo session with like a dog or like a new baby. No, new baby photo session with like a burrito. You know, and she was like pictures of her holding the burrito, like or a job, or new, new, all the the getting engaged photos. They do it with their new job just to make fun of why do we have to document everything in this way? And even the whole we keep talking about colleges. When we applied for college, when our parents applied for college, if we we're lucky enough to have parents who even applied or went to college, which not all of us do, how fantastic was it to even go or to even have the ability to fill out a form? Now it's. I don't even, you're trying to get, it's the most ridiculous gauntlet that anyone could ever run through. So everything seems like it's way more elaborate and complicated and inspirational and layered with meaning. Sometimes, sometimes you're pregnant and the meaning is you're fucking pregnant. We don't have to celebrate. What happened to the 10 fingers, 10 toes? Or like, I used to be annoyed by the people like, well, we know what it is, but we're not telling you. And I used to grab them by the shirt and say, I don't give a fuck. I was asking because it seemed like the right thing to do because you're fucking pregnant. I don't give a fuck if you have triplets, if your kid is born with every organ on all genders. I don't give a fuck what you're having. Mostly now because you said, I know, but I'm not telling telling you I, I want to punch you in the belly right now so Not- so mom this is my roommate melissa <laughs> i'm glad she came to our gender reveal party I, and i would never go because now i know i could die <laughs> now i know a gender reveal party is just as dangerous as driving a fucking motorcycle up right in right Northern if i'm gonna PA. if it's that risky let's go do some drugs and dangle off a bridge this is crazy town why? I don't think when you take the picture of your burrito, that's a sign of 
I don't know. It's intelligence. I saw this thing about librarians who took pictures like the Kardashians. Oh, like they satire one. is is my wheelhouse. Is is a sign of intelligence. This is a sign of fucking stupidity to have a pipe bomb built and put in something to explode and kill your guests. Like, are, are you out of your fucking mind? Your Trans Am just exploded because you had to rig the back of it to spray powder, and everybody was caught in the powder, and then the car caught on fire. It's not okay, people. It's not okay. Well, that's true. It is not okay. Having said that, are these just the MacGyvers among us? I mean, are these, are these, well, there's a line goes around in the South. I'm sure people say it everywhere else. Famous last words. Hey, man, look at this. <laughs> we have total TV shows about that, don't we? Like America's Funniest Videos and yeah, Jackass. Check, and hold my beer. Ridiculousness. That's on the, on, that's the epitaph. Yeah. So famous last words. Um, Dear listener, what are your thoughts on gender reveal parties and how dangerous they've become and how am I wrong? I mean, I know I'm wrong with my get over it, get it over with mentality. But yeah, I know when I'm wrong. But tell me, am I wrong about this? How could you be wrong? What kind of question is this? Anyone who thinks you're wrong, you should punch him in the face. And speaking of which... I'm really, I'm really, Stuart, I'm really negative. I, I feel like everything that's popping out of my mouth right now, this is a bit of a stress relief to get to talk to you, to get to talk about these topics, to be on this show, the hundred gratefuls, I've slipped into gratefuls. But the, but the reality is on occasion when I listen back to hear if there was, you know, something I can learn from, there's always something I can learn from, gang. I know in this one, I'm going to say, I can't believe that I just admitted to doing that to my kid. I can't believe I thought that was funny. And at the time, I really did think it was funny. And I and my friends knew what it was. And a part of it is there is such a relief in knowing that we all have our worst moments and we all have our best moments right? And to be able to talk about it in a way that feels like you're connecting with somebody else, just to put this out there, that also kind of makes me feel worse. It makes me feel like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there. I don't want to put that out there because I'm judging my own brownies, right? I don't necessarily, I'm not worried about backlash or feedback because we get a lot of feedback because people love to write in at Brilliant Observations. I, I don't, I'm not worried about that. What I am worried about is my own my own self. Is this the kind of person that I want to be? Do I want to be putting this out there? Do I want to be stuffing pink pipe exploding bombs into the tailpipe of my car? Is that the life I want to lead? Is that the the donut circle I want to be driving? But I'm going to say that talking to your children about their their comments and calling them on it when it happens is the kind of parent I want to be. I don't want to send my kids into the world thinking that their shit doesn't stink, thinking that they could speak without thinking. I I like the way my children, I don't always like the way they talk to me, but I like that I'm always getting honesty. Ethan actually asked me for, so he's on a, he's on meds where he cannot have any alcohol. Yes, he's 16. He shouldn't have alcohol anyway, but he's having three teeth removed. And he said, is there anything that like your friend in Oregon can send me oh! to? And I said, what the fuck did you just say to me? But he feels comfortable enough to say, you know, mom, I'm I'm scared to be in pain. I'm scared about this. And I said, well, you got me and we will get through this. I find chocolate gets me through things like this. So I bought a huge thing of pudding because 
And I'll I'll make Oh the tea. I was like, Yeah, what? for his tea. So gross. Oh, it's tea. Dear That's listeners, why. pass judgment on us by going to all the socials at Listen Brilliant and writing us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Right, Amy? That's right, Melissa. Thanks for listening. I'd say thanks for listening too. We'll talk at you again. Bye. Bye. Thank you.